I'm Rick Ralph and thanks for joining me, talking garbology, waste and recycling unwrapped. As an industry professional with more than 40 years experience, both internationally and in Australia, my podcast series provides listeners an insight to and conversations with a number of key industry leaders, subject professionals, knowledge experts on a wide range of topics waste and recycling related. Wherever you may be listening, I trust you find my program informative as we explore and unbundle the complex yet interesting subjects of waste management, secondary resource recovery, recycling, and all their endeavours. In the studio today, I've uh, Leslie Van Staveren, who's a passionate environmental businesswoman who is not only the founder of uh, Regen Plastics, but also the founder and current president of the Committee for Waste Reduction in Cairns in Far North Queensland. Welcome, Leslie. And before we start, um, perhaps you can share with us a little bit of who you are and a bit of history before we get into the Committee for Waste Reduction. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for asking me to be on the podcast today, Rick. Um, for me, I mean, the environmental practice goes hand in hand with business, uh, is the way, way I see it. But going off, I've actually been in Australia now for 12 years, grew up just outside of London. Um, and I'm now over here. Married, three small kids, and run a business called FNQ Plastics with my husband Cole, and we actually co-founded Regen. So, yeah, you know, it's um, even from where my inspiration came is growing up, as I say, in the UK. You've got all those habits over there. You you get bored up where you go to the supermarket with the big domes outside, where you put all your separated bottles and so in, and then coming over to one of the most beautiful places you know I've seen cans, pristine, and then not enough infrastructure or anything over here. So I started off looking what we do and I've been in the industry within plastics for nine years now. So it gives you a, a different insight, different perspective. And of course the news around the world about plastics and all the dramas that are going with that, um, I guess from far north Queensland perspective and recycling, it's, it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to what you can do. We do have to do things a little bit differently with our waste, don't we? Yeah, that's it. And, you know, yes, it, there's a, a huge amount of negativity, and rightly so, because there's some of the stuff that's out there is uh, we still need to work towards, obviously, the new plastics economy, eliminate the single use because you can't do too much with that. There's a lot too much out there because of our consumerism. But with plastic, it's just to be able to un- get people to understand it is a resource. It actually can be a highly valuable commodity where you can do multiple other things with it and really um, it's a high-performance material. So the Committee for Waste Reduction, what brought about it? What was the need and, and, and what what's it, has a place at White Cairns, I guess? Mm, so Cairns, again, you know, because this is where I want to live long-term. Absolutely love this region, love Cairns, love the far north. But for the Committee for Waste Reduction, it came about as when Colin and I were looking at founding Regen, this was around three years ago, what I saw is it's all very well and good wanting to recycle, wanting to capture the plastic, do all these things, the processing. However, one really big area that there needs the development on is obviously the community engagement. So not just individuals in the home. And yes, that's necessary. And that's one area we focus on because too often people think, you know, with the reduction or sorting is too hard to do. But it's also to engage business because again, most companies it's given them the understanding of, you know, it can be a branding opportunity. It can be a point of difference when it comes to employment, when you want to get, you know, those high value propositions for the people that you attract to your business, even right down to the actual, um, the financial side of reducing costs to your company. 
but you know creating a space where they can see it's not too hard you don't have to completely reinvent the wheel it's just to start somewhere and to have one place where you can connect with other people on the same journey and start to bring all of that into line. So it's a networking, a group of networks, basically bringing uh, other people's waste to find other people to use that waste, how to actually um, reduce that waste before you even start. So I guess Kansas has got a population, what, of 150,000 people. Uh, it's very remote. Mm. Just for our listeners, where is, in, in an Australian context, where is Cairns? Because a lot of people have heard of the place, but just... <laughs> <laughs> we're tucked let, away let, up north. Yeah, we're tucked away up north. But, you know, this is the interesting thing. Cairns, um, yes, we're in the far north. We are about 400 kilometres north of Townsville. Um, and it's Cairns is a really interesting place because people think it's, you know, it is a, a regional city and it is. But it's actually this amazing place of, um, you know, packed full of entrepreneurs, of people thinking differently, wanting to explore how differently they can operate within their business, new markets. Um, so there's, it's actually a really interesting place to be. Self-sufficiency 100%. is probably uh, where it comes from. Because yeah. as you say, you're what, the best part of nearly 2,000 k's north of Brisbane. Mm. Um, and, you know, you're what, two, two and a bit days drive to Brisbane if you're yes. going to drive it. What's about two and a half hours flying time? So you really do need to look at it from a point of view. This is a local solution, mm. local needs, local solutions. So the committee, um, what do you do? We do a few things. So number one is yes, you know there is networking. We need to have bi-monthly lunches, but it's not just um, a case of getting together for a chat, which is always nice to do, and we we do some of that as well, but. With a lot of the workshops, they are in place where we would have people that would come and show businesses things like self-auditing, where to start even with their bin audits, how to start looking at their processes they've got in place, where they can look at changes through their supply chain. Um, you know, even what if they sell products, where do they source their supplies from to actually get them to question at every level what can be done differently? But it's also um, a community where you can reach out if you've got any challenges that you've got perhaps an excess of something or you're looking at creating a different way of distributing something. You've got a network there that you can actually reach out to because, you know, we hear the term obviously circular economy thrown around a lot. But up here in the north, because we are, as you say, you know, we're so far yeah. away from everyone, we need to learn a way to connect differently with each other within business to support each other, but in a way that's not just you know, a nice to do, but that is economically sound. So I'm a small business. I have uh, a waste bin twice a week, gets lifted and taken away to wherever it gets going with. I have manufacturing. What does the committee do? They come in and help me audit to actually understand what I'm generating, what I'm um, looking in my bin. Um, does that help part of it? A little bit of it. I mean, what the things we do is recommendations. So even if you're, as you say, a small business, we'd actually get you first up to look at your bin. You know, not everyone will like the idea of looking inside what their waste is, you know. That's the reason why we chuck it away. Um, but to get them to actually see, you know, if they're throwing all the organics in with everything else, it makes it very hard to separate it at the very end of the line. So we actually get them to really think about, um, you know, always think with the end in mind. So we get them to look at their organic waste. We get them to look at the plastics. We get them to look at their separation in-house first up. Um, you know, if there's things that they're putting in general waste that could be redirected in different places. I mean, for example, um, you know, even with the composting, connect with the community garden. 
Um, or, you know, if you've got any keen gardeners within the business that would like to take food scraps, for example, for their own gardening, you know, it's, it's just exploring those small things like that. But when it comes to the plastics, any other items that can be directed differently than general waste is getting to actually identify that, get educated about materials and resources. So from the original concept of a good idea, getting a committee together, how did you do it? And and I guess the role of uh, the Committee for Waste Reduction, how much has it changed from what the original concept is? So you're now two or three years into it. Mm. How much have you changed where you thought you should have been where you actually have landed? Well, we've continued to grow and grow and expand as members as obviously is one thing. Um, But when I first initiated it, I reached out to a number of local businesses um, you know, anything from construction through to local landfill operator, even the council to get um, information, uh, you know, what's needed, what do we need to do to connect as a community to better support what's happening already out there. And I had a huge amount of support because there's a lot of people out there wanting to do the same thing. So we incorporated in July 2017. It was actually set up early 2017. Um, we, you know, we have our constitution that we adhere to. We also then looked at, right, you know, what's something obvious out there that needs to be fixed? You know, refilling is one thing because um, even for myself and I had the three kids, I had three kids and under three and I remember being out at McDonald's once with them because it's just a safe haven, like contained <laughs> space to put them in without them running off. Um, you know, being in a place like that, I thought, okay, I've got my reusable bottle. I have no idea to where I can refill this. So that actually set me on the idea of say, I put it out to my committee, you know, and there's thing, you get ideas and you've got a whole um, board of people that are then there to Just say, right, the let's, let's the see power, what we can do. The power of the mind yeah, of the network. that's it. So we then um, set up a website essentially, which needs to be turned into an app, but it's got a locator map and it's got just three main groups. It's just got refill, reuse and recycle. Now, we're working on obviously getting people on board to use it because it needs obviously the content entered in to be useful for the consumer. But it has the capability of being able to go global because it was set up as a platform that can scale. I mean, it's, it's huge. We didn't just want to start off small. So it, it does have the capacity. If you had a multitude of councils using this and entering all their refill points, all recycle points, you've got one central place where they're just the average general public can look at where they can even refill bottles so to make Ken's it convenient. Cairns changes the world's recycling and waste management habits. That's the, you know, that's the aim. Might be ambitious, but you've got to start somewhere. Marginally, marginally. <laughs> you've got to start somewhere there, don't you? We do. With, um, I, I guess, okay, well, let's start, let's look at um, organics. I've, I'm, I'm a small business, I have food scraps and I have other things, but also probably households as mm. well. What, what do we do with organics locally? Locally, I mean, there's a couple of options. I mean, for some people, they, you know, might not be too keen on doing um, the composting, but we give people the options. So there's, you know, items like the Bakashi bucket so that they can have... Could we explain what the... Yes, the Bakashi bucket is um, more the fermentation. So it's not something that needs to be emptied out regularly. You continually put your food scraps in there Mm -hmm. and you've got your, um, you know, your chippings of the the mixture that will break it down and essentially ferment it. And then you actually drain the liquid out of the little tap that's at the bottom of this bucket and you leave it for about three weeks and then you can take it to whatever garden or place it is or community garden to be used. Is it, it doesn't have one of those so-called biodegradable plastic bags inside of no. it, does it? it no. The, 
just the food straight in there. Oh, wow. Apart from meat. <laughs> you can put meat in it too. Not meat. Not meat. No, only meat. Not. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's always a challenge in the household, so, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And so that's one thing that people can do is the, the Bakashi bucket. That's a mm-hmm. good option. Um, quite an easy one. But the other one is, you know, just having a separate bin for the organics and getting, you know, the teams. And this is another big thing. You know, for us as a small business, we've actually got environment as a, a separate item on the agenda. And that's what I always, you know, get people to do because it gets people thinking and it's something that most people are actually interested about and have an opinion on. Um, but for small businesses you put it on the agenda and you talk about it and you simply then communicate in one level with your food scraps you just put it either in composting and then link in with community garden or like I say you know a member of the team might just love gardening and want all those food scraps or even someone with chooks. So let's look at plastics I guess from a uh, there's been a lot of noise around plastics there's been a lot of um, negative publicity but there's also been a lot of I think what it's done it's brought on a great awareness to the community about recycling particularly with the the changes that's actually occurred. If listeners want to listen to a specific podcast on China, they can. I've done one with Nick Harford from Equilibrium to try and explain it a little bit more simplistically terms. But I noticed on your website there was a fair bit of uh, coverage about the negativity around Victorian recycling challenges, etc. So you also have sort of like a community posting of blogs to get people talking and awareness. Yeah, absolutely, because I think just... Whenever, I mean, like I say, this is something, a subject that people are very passionate about and have their own variety of opinions. So it's really important to obviously give that place for them to voice it, but also so these tackles can, issues can be addressed and thoughts. So if facts, um, you know, if people are building up opinions based on facts that aren't correct, then it obviously gives the opportunity to address it and, you know, look at what does need to be communicated. Because the biggest thing that we see is, you know, we see a lot of people say, oh, recycling's pointless, it's a joke, it's not the answer. And you know what? It's not the first protocol. The first protocol is for, you know, people to reduce what they use, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But when it comes to recycling, it's, it is a very necessary part. And when it's done, it's fantastic. The issue that people, when they say recycling isn't the answer, the issue isn't the, the recycling isn't the answer. The issue is when it's not done and it's not transparent, and it's not going to where it's said this. And, and that's always the challenge in this, the negativity that's gone around about China um, and all the, uh, the particularly in Victoria with the uh, closure of the facility there. Mm. I think there are, there are certainly short-term speed bumps of the industry, but I think um, all, the, all the negative um, publicity that the industry has got has actually been very positive because what it's done, it's actually got everyone to start thinking mm. and to say, well, how do I change my habits to make this a hell of a lot better? I mean, if we just left ourselves going along as we were, um, nothing would have would have changed. Yeah. And sometimes we need a bit of a reality check. And, and I guess that's a, an interesting one from you because, I mean, you've not only got this Committee for Waste Reduction, but you've actually got... Um, significant investment as a business, mm. you and your husband, in uh, Regen Plastics and leading that charge. So why the transition with Regen Plastics? I think you've had far North Queensland Plastics and Manufacturing and now you've actually got very serious about recycling plastics locally. Yeah, you know, like I say, plastics, people in the plastic industry are ones that really should be leading the way. They are the ones that certainly need to make changes, need to address the way it's been used, manufactured, processed. 
So FNQ Plastics um, is actually Cole that bought it 12 years ago and I joined the business with him in ownership nine years ago. And that was traditionally, you know, your manufacturing of tanks, you know, buying up recycled products from down south and, you know, CNC routing and all the rest of it. But we just looked at the amount that we buy up and retail locally. And then you start looking at, you know, well, why isn't there anything happening up here? Why does it have to come from, you know, the other end of the country? Why is there nothing um, in processing locally? Where's the infrastructure? There's a big gap here, you know, because obviously there's a lot of extra resources, a lot of extra emissions, a lot of freight happening mm-hmm. there that, you know, and again, we need to look at more industry up here in the north to support ourselves as a consistent output. So then we actually started looking further into what we could do um, as a business and, you know, we came to it if we, because we know plastic as a material. So to be able to then start looking at how we can manufacture as a, you know, a recycled manufacturer was the obvious next step because it's people need something tangible. Our initial plan was to establish a recycling facility, which is still the ultimate goal. But the challenge when we're looking at investment um, and, you know, getting people involved is they wanted to see something tangible. They wanted sure. to see the end markets. Yeah. So when you talk recycling, what do you mean by a recycling plant? Mm, and what, so, what plastics? I mean, plastics are plastics. You've got polypropylene, mm. polyethylenes, LDPE, banana bags. Let's let's bring it down to a different level. What plastics are we talking about, in particular, and what what uh, what is recycling? Yeah. So for us, I mean, obviously, you know, the recycling is in the the traditional method is in the shredder, wash plant, drainage, and pelletizing. Yeah. So with what we're doing right now we actually have to buy the recycled pellets from down south. So that's the gap on the equipment that we need. So to be able to take the raw plastic waste, shred it ourselves, wash it, drain it, make our own pellets to be extruded. And when you talk about types, um, you know, again, bigger goals, it is to do the majority of the pure plastic resins. Excellent. However, to start off with is looking at ones, um, you know, which are the... I guess the lowest hanging fruit. So your mm. high density polyethylene, which is HDPE, um, polypropylene, because they've got the same melt flow index, and you can actually manufacture um, in the, with the same equipment with extrusion with those two materials. So not only are you trying to, you can manufacture, yeah. you can make the planks, or you can do and through. The credit, the missing piece here is selling it and actually getting someone to use it. So yeah. I guess there's an opportunity here, I guess, with the awareness of the Committee for Waste Reduction also for people to say, well, hang on, I can do something else mm. different with this plastic. So you bring the pellets up, you, you melt it down. Yeah. What are you actually making? Yeah, so what we needed to do, I mean, being, um, I mean, obviously, yes, FNQ Plastics is established, but Regen is a startup. Um, it, it is, you know, f- thankfully jointly funded by the Australian government um, because, you know, being a, a family-run business trying to do something completely new, you need the, the extra support. So federal funding as opposed... Federal did you, funding. Did you, were you successful in getting any funds from the Queensland levy investment fund? Did you apply for that there or there was a bit Not of yet because we needed um, more of a business case to be built first. Right. So that's what we're working on at the moment. But... Um, for the, what we're making is we needed to find something with that would have multiple applications because obviously whenever you're investing in equipment, you need to find something that people can easily understand the product sure. um, and that you can roll out pretty quickly. So what um, it was actually Cole, he was, you know, looking at what he could, um, you know, easily retail. And you see planks, for example, this, it, it's a very, it's an easy model, but it's a twin wall panel that we're, manufacturing in different lengths of 2.4 or 3 metres. 
200 mil across and 50 deep. So if you imagine even just um, a treated pine plank, mm-hmm. but hollow with chambers. The interesting thing is with that, it can be used in, you know, anything from, yes, your retaining walls, your planter boxes, even cable trays. You could, fit, you know, fill it with insulation. You could fill it with concrete to give it extra strength. Okay. So, so yeah. multiple applications and we're actually working through with um, Oz Industry to look at the testing because we want it to be able to use for structural beams, joists and so on because you've got the construction industry who want to have more measures and more high quality material, high performance um, to be able to create the demand, create the market for these recycled products but there's nothing out there that has enough Strength. So this material is perfect in a marine environment. So with with the barrier reef, with all the marine jetties out there that they're building, mm. and for the tourists, there's an, a logical fit. So that, Correct. so this is where it comes down, I think, to some degree, that circular economy, doesn't it? Because you're actually generating a milk. Let's look at a milk bottle. You're yeah. taking the milk bottle. You're taking that milk bottle. You, you take it back through your yellow top recycling bin. It then ends up back in a, a bale, a yeah. blocked up material. It then goes and gets actually processed or washed, cleaned up gets rid of the milk and all the other additives, then you remelt it and make it into a plank. Yes. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And then once the, you know, in goodness knows how many years to come, because it is long-lasting, then it can be recycled again and put back into the system. So, oh, so you can actually bring it back again. You can recycle again. it again. So it's not just, you know, when talking about circular economy, it seems to be um, as soon as there's anything that's sort of reused once, it gets put in that term. But it's that's more of just a curve. So we're talking about literally being able to take that and keep on putting it back through. So the challenges in a community perspective, both with the committee and also with the take-up of this material, what, 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 what are the current challenges? And I guess from what is the role of the committee? We know we have the uh, Queensland Waste Policy. Um, Queensland Government just publishes policy. Are there roles for groups more like the Committee for Waste Reduction to a sort of... Um, evolve through other communities to actually then deliver some of that underground strategy stuff or is it is it sort of a little bit left of centre to do with a bigger policy and strategy? Um, well, the whole principle is to be able to create a level of communication because where businesses normally, um, you know, it's, it's where would they go to find out about all, you know, policies coming in, you know, what's on the agenda, the reasons behind it. So this does actually... Sit, it is private, however, it does very much sit in the middle. So there was actually a lot of room if you had more um, committees like this to create more of that engagement directly with the consumer and business and the private industry to actually create the place to connect them all, to open up those questions, communicate it and find out what they can be doing. Because obviously, you know, there needs to be a change right across the board, but it's being, bringing all those parties in together. Yeah, so uh, I guess from what changes have you seen with the, culturally in the in the couple of years with some of the business you've been in? What 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 tangible benefits have you been able to see from the from the waste reduction committee in particular? Um, people being able to link in with each other. I mean, for example, you've had hotels that have been you know doing big clearouts of things like either their you know actual getting rid of their bins. Okay. Um, or looking at all their sheets where they would have normally just sort of dumped the sheets, for example, from, you know, goodness knows how many rooms. Yeah. And they've actually been able to connect with another member in the organisation who does boomerang bags. Oh, for heaven's um, You know, so, so it gets remade into something. You've also got... Um, <laughs> Go so shopping in the bed you went and slept in. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, but you've also got the junk weavers who are part of the Committee for Waste Reduction as well. So all these, you know, there's a lot of bags or... Banners and 
even junk um, weavers. Junk weavers is that a new term for far north Queensland? Yeah, or? but they've actually been going a few years now. So they take a lot of um, even you know dog food packets. But even when you know when you go to building sites and you yes. can see all the the fabric which oh, is yes. sort of branded and only used once for that, mm-hmm. and then it might get put somewhere else or even all the banners whenever you've got someone like Elton John coming to town. Um, but there's a lot of these things that are used for advertising events that, you know, is a good fabric, but because it's got branding on typically, there's not much you could do with it. You've got organisations um, out there that can take it and then weave it into things like bags or bowls and all the rest of it so they can actually repurpose it. So it's actually being able to connect business with all these different groups to have a different way to direct things, but also help them to understand how they can reduce even their collection costs for their bins and, you know, what that means. So we get to cool. actually look at it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Junk weavers. <laughs> you live and learn, learn something every day. I guess uh, challenges in the demographically from Cairns, um, both from the committee's perspective to find the end users because mm. there's only a finite number of uh, manufacturers or little businesses. Um, and then from Regen Plastics, um, there are clearly challenges there, the fact that you've got to get the markets. How do we stimulate greater regional interest uh, in terms of recycling and uh, get that take up to make sure that those investments are sustainable and the committee goes on to bigger and better things. So from the region plastic side of things, um, I mean, for us, we're going to be setting up a distribution network to, you know, flow down the coast. But there's actually got to be the, the conversation more on perception of recycled products first up, because a lot of people, when they hear the word plastic, they think cheap, they think low quality. Yeah. So one big point of that is to actually re-educate on, you know, it is actually high performance. I mean, some plastic resins can outperform metals in various applications. Is that right? in Yeah, in engineering, there's a lot of that out there. So it's, um, you know, even with the usage of aviation parts, you've got to consider plastic is very, very useful because it's lightweight and it does keep costs down and emissions. Um, but with what we're doing, it's looking at, you, you've got to have the demand there. So if people do not buy recycled products, then they won't be manufactured. It's got to be the supply and demand. And this comes back to that whole um, public awareness and the negativity that's yeah. around recycling. Is Recycling is actually working. And here we have an example where we've actually got a company, you know, regionally, making something out of out of plastic bottles or making it out of old rubbish bins or uh, whatever. Can you use banana bags? Can you use banana bags in your materials? Yeah, here? I know a lot of the banana bags, um, the banana covers, they are HTP, which is the same material of mm. what we're producing. So for now, um, you know, if there's a recycler that does process HTP within Queensland, you know, that they can have one point to send it down to, we can buy that those pellets directly ourselves of the recycled banana covers and manufacture them into product. So the particular websites listeners want to go actually go and listen to or, or, or network in, how would they get in touch with the committee for uh, waste reduction in particular? So for that, it's really easy. It's just a website with an automated join-in for the membership is cfwr.org.au. Um, and if you want to look at the refill website, uh, that's actually re3.eco. R-E-3.eco, yeah. that's, that's pretty hard to remember, isn't it? <laughs> and um, Regen Plastics, where to next with Regen Plastics? Next is to increase, as I say, the distribution channel and get those sales out there. And actually, 
you know, start really heavily marketing on the different uses. I noticed um, on your website there was a connection with a new development that there was an eco award or there was a award. Was that recycled material or was it just plastics that was used in that uh, major new development here in town? Uh, so, uh, yes, there is the Riley building where that's we actually Riley, did huge yeah, columns. Building. So that was actually out of a product called Staron, which is an acrylic-based material. It's not recycled. Um, but that is actually an example of a, you know, a plastic product that's high grade. It looks like marble and it's been used as these enormous columns, you know, from floor to ceiling, you know, several metres high. So, um, That's yes. pretty cool. So that's a Queensland, uh, far north Queensland business helping development locally using yeah. sustainable materials. Yeah. That's quite an achievement. Well, it's even um, if you look at, if you, people are up in Cairns and go down Lake Street, you've got the council was Lake Street Car Park and, you know, that's actually more of a, a masterpiece on screens as we did 175 you know 10 mil thick aluminium screens wow. for you know and it's the artwork was done by a local designer um, Pembroke Graphics and it's it's like this enormous mural out of you know aluminium panels all so for listeners who ever may be listening in here, you know, Cairns is the epicentre of uh, recycling. Oh, and, uh, and of the north. You know. Oh, over the north, yep, is it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would encourage people to uh, check out uh, the Committee for Waste Reduction. It is unique. It's a community-based uh, initiative that we have them around the, around the world and around Australia. But I think what's important is here you have actually demonstrated real solutions to a local community problem. Um, so, Leslie, look, thanks very much for coming today. Thank you. And uh, onwards and upwards with both the committee and also Regent Plastics. Thank you so much. Cheers. <laughs>